I want to welcome everybody out today to a brand new episode of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. My name is Chris Hollifield. Not only am I one of the hosts of the podcast, but I'm also a real estate agent here in the state of Utah. So I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of this awesome podcast where we're showcasing awesome people right here in the Salt Lake Valley. Hey, like I mentioned, I'm a real estate agent and I would love to help you find your next home. So whether you're moving to Salt Lake City, maybe you're looking to move across town, Maybe your family is growing a little bit bigger and you're looking to get into something with a little more space. Well, I'd love to chat. Let's talk. I'd love to help you find your next home or even possibly sell your existing home. Give me a call. Shoot me a text. My phone number is 801-244-2908. Yeah, let's chat. I would love to love to talk and discuss your options. Hey, today on the podcast, I get a chat with Josh Jorgensen. Hey, this is a special conversation to me, you guys, because Josh is the team lead of the real estate team that I'm part of. So he is a big part of my life currently. So I wanted to introduce you to him. The cool thing about Josh is there's actually a lot to him besides just real estate. Like in this conversation, we also get to find out about his love of Utah history and his love of ghost towns in Utah. Really cool conversation. Josh is a great guy. I wanted to chat with him and uh, showcase him here on the podcast. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Hey, if you're not following the podcast on Instagram, make sure we're connected. Just do a search for I am Salt Lake. Hit that follow button. Send me a DM and say hello. I'd love to uh, connect with you and hear your thoughts about the podcast. All right, like I said, Josh Jorgensen from uh, Copper Canyon Real Estate Team, the team lead from uh, my real estate team there at Keller Williams. He's on this podcast. Let's get into that conversation, you guys. This is a good one. You're going to enjoy it, so uh, let's get into it. We are uh, chatting with Josh Jorgensen today. We're actually sitting in his office here at Keller Williams South Valley. I, I think it kind of adds to the uh, the vibe of the podcast, the ambiance of the podcast. Uh, if you guys could see his office, it uh, full of plants. One thing, plants. One thing I wanted to mention about you, Josh, is your love of plants. The first time I ever met you, I was just like, "This guy's awesome." His love of plants. When, when did I'm going to start right there? This is this wasn't even planned to ask you about these right. plants, but where did your love of plants come from? I would say my dad. Really, number one, my dad. So my dad was a school teacher. He taught at Murray High School for 35 years. So all growing up, uh, my dad had the summers off. That was what we did, and uh, he worked in the backyard. He loved to take care of his yard. Uh, he we had a big garden. We had he was always working on sprinklers or something like that. And our childhood was just spent in the backyard, kind of hanging out with him. I mean, all through the summer, we would. I remember he had us dig a pond, and we just did that kind of stuff. And I just loved that my dad would go out there, and he would go out there every morning with a cup of coffee and just kind of walk around. And we called it puttering around the yard, right? And he would go out there and he'd look at his plants and stuff. So I just naturally that was something that we naturally did, right? Was we would be out in the yard and helping him mow the lawn and doing whatever we wanted to, you know, anything out there in the backyard while he was working in it, we would be playing. And, and then, uh, I can still remember my fourth grade in fourth grade for my birthday, yeah. I asked for gardening stuff and I asked for like a trowel and shovels and stuff like that. And I asked my dad, I said, Hey, can I have a plot of land? And it was so silly at the time. How old were you? Fourth grade. So I was like 10. 10. 10 I, this is my 10th birthday, 10th yeah. birthday. And, uh, 
I asked him for a little little area in the yard, and he gave me a little area in the yard. I went out there and planted some, I think it was like peas, and I don't know what else. But that was like my little thing, and that's where I really loved plants. And then uh, just kind of growing up, I mean, I wasn't crazy or anything, but um, but when I came home from college, uh, my first year back after my, my freshman year, I went and worked at Ing Gardens. Okay. And I... Cause I kind of liked that stuff. I drove a truck for him. I'd go deliver plants for him. And I really fell in love with that. And then after college, when I moved back, I, um, I was working at home Depot and I got a, I got a place out in the, um, I started running, working in the garden department there and just fell in love with the plants. And I think the biggest thing for me was going out there every morning, especially when I was working at Home Depot and in the garden center, right? And uh, I'd go out there every morning. I'd get there really early. The sun was just coming up over the mountains. It was over in Sandy. So you'd see the sunrise coming up. And the smell was amazing because all the, the flowers were, were in bloom and it smelled good. And then we would just water the plants. And it was like, it was those moments where it's just like, that's that's cool yeah so so i mean and we'll talk about your well let's talk about your garden i mean so you have a pretty big garden at home now or, or well what's your garden it's like? shrank over time okay. but we're actually this this summer is this spring i've been dying to to redo it and so we're going to redo it but uh yeah i like to spend time in the yard and go out there and do that kind of stuff i love planting uh things that you can eat like edible gardens right yeah so uh my entire yard has been is kind of a a hodgepodge of landscaping, but I call it the edible, I call it a grazing yard. And so, um, for like in some of my front flower beds, I've used strawberries or I'll use like pepper plants in certain areas that are traditionally like you should put flowers there. But I love to just like my dad, like I love first thing in the morning to wake up. It really centers me. It brings me back to kind of kind of those moments. Right. But I get up early in the yard and I go walk around with my cup of coffee and I kind of putter around. Right. And then I'll go to the blackberry bushes and I'll eat some blackberries and I'll walk over to the peppers and I'll eat some peppers. Right. And then I'll go out front and we have grapes and I'll eat some grapes, you know, and that whole thing. And then I'll kind of sit there and, and just kind of do that. So that's something that's that's, awesome that I love to do. Dude, that is awesome. And, uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but I want to get right. I want to start right with you you've been a big part of my real estate career. Yeah. You know, our paths crossed in October, I think last October when I joined the Be Her team. Yep. And, uh, you know, you really helped me out then. And then you actually just recently started your own team with the Be Her team kind of ending. And I know a lot of people are like, what is all these names that you're talking about? I don't even do real estate, blah, blah, blah. They're just teams, right? We're just groups of people and, and, uh, that work together on, on a, you know, common goals and missions, I guess you would say. But uh, let's start with you with what even got you into real estate? I mean, this, it's a very uh, basic question. It's very easy, you know, probably, but uh, how long ago and, and and how and why did that happen? Yeah. So I've been in uh, real estate now for, for over five years. Originally what got me into it, it's actually, if we go back a little bit further in the past, let's right? hear the story, man. So uh, for a long time, I've always wanted to own my own business. Ever since I was in college, I went to school in Colorado. I got a degree in business administration and my emphasis was in entrepreneurship and small business, right? So that was like what I wanted to do. I always was like, I'm going to do a small business. I always want to run my own business. And so as life goes on, right, you, you get married and have kids and all these other things. Like it's just, you know, the security of a job would always be there. Um, fast forward, um, I'm now three kids 
in into you know married three kids um and I was working a job I was selling copiers right so I was selling copiers and my mentor my boss my best one of my best friends um got let go hmm. and I said to myself it was kind of that moment where you're like I want to do something different in my life I just don't know what to do and I just remember thinking to myself this is your chance to do whatever you want to do and I dabbled in some little things right where I'd like like a little entrepreneurship where I like built some things and I sold it. And I was like, that's really cool. But this was my moment where I was like, I can make a change for what I want. So I sat down, I didn't even think of real estate right off the bat, but here's what I knew is I knew that I wanted something that I could run on my own. I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. Like we had looked at maybe doing a snow shack and doing all these different things, right? But I knew I just didn't want to reinvent the wheel or I didn't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, some of the smartest entrepreneurs out there always would go out and buy a franchise rather than try to start their own, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, ah, that's a good thing. I wanted to make decent money, but I wanted to be able to treat people the way I wanted to treat them. Um, and I always knew that was one of the things that I wanted to do. And so as I started exploring some different options out there, real estate came up. My bet and my next door neighbor was Scott Hurd. And I kept looking at this guy and I was like, man, I go to work every single day. I'm a slave to, to my job. And I look at this guy and I'm like, dude, this dude's working out at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, right? He's spending great time with his family. Like he's doing great things. And I was like, Hey, you know what? I, that's interesting to me. That's interesting to me. And so I had a conversation. It was just kind of a, you know, a backyard barbecue type situation. It was like probably like the 24th of July. And we had this little, little block party. And I just so said, you guys were pretty good friends. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. We were friends. Like he was my next door neighbor. Yeah. Right. His kids were the same age as my kids. So they kind of played together. And so I was like, Hey, tell me about real estate a little bit. And he's like, Oh dude, I love real estate. This is what I, this is where I started. I hated my job and I kind of did this thing. And so I just asked him a ton of questions and so never was like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and then I started looking, like I said, into more options and more options and more options. And I realized real estate gave me everything I wanted in a business. So I got into real estate, not because I loved looking at homes or I was this home expert, but it gave me the opportunity to run a business the way I wanted to run it mm. and helping people and being sincere and treating people the way I wanted to treat them and just being myself. There was an opportunity to be myself. So so I asked Scott, this was probably like in October now, like fast forward a couple months. Uh, I asked Scott, I'm like, hey man, I've been thinking about a lot of things. Would you be open to going to breakfast with me? I have some things I want to just ask you questions about. He's like, yeah. So we went to breakfast and I asked him like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And he goes, you know what? You're on the right track. You should talk to my brother, Brian. Hmm. So I was like, great. So I called Brian. I said, hey, I'm Scott's next door neighbor. I would love to have a conversation with you about, you know, real estate and what it looks like if I was to, to get into real estate. So we, we met one morning and we talked and, and I remember I was in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, going to this sales conference thing that I had to go to. And I remember him calling me and saying, Hey, you would be a great fit for us. I would love to have you in real estate. And, uh, from there, it's kind of history. I went and got my real estate license, um, how long ago was that? It's 2017. Okay. 2017. 
And uh, so then I just knew that I, I didn't want to do work for anybody else anymore. And so I started. Did you jump right in full time with real estate? Just about. I, it was about a month. Um, I, I spent about 30 days doing real estate and working uh, my regular job. And then I went, said, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this right. I mean, we can treat things like a hobby or we can treat things like a yeah. like a like a business and I just chose to treat it like a business and so I went full head on into it. Um I was pretty lucky. I had some some deals that I was like as soon as I knew I was going to real estate, right? So I started started the the juices, right? I started the the, the pipeline rolling and uh, as soon as I I walked into real estate, I had, you know, one or two deals that I could, knew I could go right to. And so that's how I kind of got started. And from there it was history and I just yeah went at it. I want to mention, you mentioned uh, meeting with Brian. Yeah. If you go back a few episodes of the podcast, I had Brian on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So go back and listen to that one. If you, if you haven't listened, um, he kind of explains uh, what happened with the team. If you guys want to follow along that story, that's kind of why I figured it'd be fun to even have you through at this point to kind of explain the next cycle of your real estate career in, and including mine. I mean, I'm, I'm being a little selfish here. Well, maybe not selfish isn't the word, but Hey, since this is part of my journey too, you know, to, to include that. All right. We're going to take just a minute now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. Remember guys, when you support our sponsors, you're directly supporting this podcast. Hey, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by utahmarijuana.org. Yes, guys, you heard that right. Medical marijuana is legal here in the state of Utah. So utahmarijuana.org is your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. Utahmarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts, they're going to make getting your medical card easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. They have over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers that are ready to help you find relief so you won't have to search for a doctor that's willing to recommend cannabis treatment to you. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And right now they're offering an exclusive discount to listeners of I Am Salt Lake. Use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. Again, write that code down, GREEN25. It's going to save you $25 off your first visit. They have locations all up and down the Wasatch Front. Head on over to utahmarijuana.org. All the information is right there, plus all kinds of other great information about medical marijuana here in Utah, uh, links for their podcast, which you got to go check out, Utah in the Weeds, a favorite of mine. Uh, Again, the website, utahmarijuana.org. It's time for you to take control of your own health. UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. Let's get back into that uh, conversation with Josh Jorgensen. Enjoy. What made you want to, I mean, because I know a lot of people listening probably don't really understand what a real estate team is, but it's a lot of work, man. Yeah. Like what made you decide to take that undertaking on? Well, like I said, I, I wanted to run a business the way I wanted to run it, yeah. right? Uh, the next evolution for me uh, was to start a team, right? That was kind of for me, like, I, I kind of debated, should I just do my own thing or should I work with a team? And uh, so I chose to go the team path. And like I told everybody, 
it's for me more than it is for everyone else, right? So for me, like helping you in your journey yeah. keeps me focused, keeps me sharp. It keeps me back to what what helped me build my business, which was the basic things, right? Understanding that. And so what so the team helps me. And it's pretty selfish, right? It helps me, keeps me centered. It keeps, keeps me grounded. It keeps me doing the right things for the, for people, right? And always improving on those right things. So I think as, as single agents, a lot of people get lost and they go into the weeds and then all of a sudden they're not in the right environment. And I think for me, environment and structure yeah, plus planning are the three key elements into my into my successes when I surround myself with people and I'm in an environment like this, it keeps me doing the right things and it keeps me on track. It's when we get off this path and we're not surrounding ourselves with, with producers or we're not keeping ourselves tight. Like I came out and I shared that story with you today about my friend, right? I was like, dude, those are the things that keep me, keep me sharp. Right. And these are the things that once we get off these, these basic principles, of how to run a business, how to do things, right? Then all of a sudden you lose your path and you're not going on there. If I have friends to walk this path with, path with, yeah. it will keep me on the path rather than venturing off into places that I don't want to be. And I think people can put that uh in, in, in any business you do. Really. I mean it doesn't have to be just real estate. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's important you, who you spend time with. It, who you spend time with, right? They always say like uh you know, the five people that you yeah. surround yourself with, right? They also say, if you want to go further faster, you go with somebody else rather than on your own. That's why I hang out with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, I, I mean, there's an influx of people getting into real estate, people getting their, you know, realtors license and, and, and thinking, oh, I'm, you know, going to make it big. I'm going to make a million bucks. It's going to be so easy. I mean, what do you think of all these people getting into real estate that are, that's getting into real estate? Well, you can answer that question. Well, no, I, I, I can, I can, but yeah. I want to know who your thoughts are. I mean, what yeah. do you, do you think anybody can make it in real estate? I think if you have the right drive yeah, and you have the right grind and you develop the skills very quickly, then you can be very successful. I think what, I think the trap is just like anything else where they see it as a, as a quick moneymaker. My favorite line is when everyone goes, well, I love looking at houses, <laughs> right? Well, looking at houses doesn't pay the bills, right? So ultimately, again, treat it like a hobby or do you want to treat it like a business, right? The okay. people that come in and treat it like a business become very successful. The people that treat it like a hobby well, I'm just going to do it here and there. I'm going to do it on the weekends. I'm going to keep my full-time job and just do it, you know, an hour a week or whatever it is. That's the people that really start to struggle. And then all of a sudden they find themselves failing out of the industry pretty quick. It's just like anything else, right? It's like if I wanted to go be a pro basketball player, right? You got to put your time in. You got to put your time in. You got to get your experience. You got to go, you got to start at the, at the gym, right? You got to start at the gym every single morning. A pro basketball player doesn't just show up and say, yo, put me in coach, right? If you look at me, I'm not a pro basketball player. I do not have the body time for a pro <laughs> basketball player, right? So, so I would have to spend way more time in the gym and shooting thousands and thousands and thousands of, of shots every single day to be a pro basketball player. And I think what happens is people show up and say, I should be a pro basketball player. And they treat it like that. And then they all of a sudden coach doesn't put them in. Right. Or they're not 
they're not helping people and people won't associate them with being a trusted advisor. Yeah. Right. They're just like, Oh, you know, this guy, we're just going to use the name Frank. Sorry, Frank. Um, but Frank shows up and is like, I'm a real estate agent now. Everyone's like, yeah, sure you are. So is, uh, yeah. so is my next door neighbor, so is my next door neighbor and, and everyone else. Yeah. Right. So, um, I think that's the trap for a lot of people is they come in and they just think success is, is that the market's so good, you know, and they don't treat it like a business and they don't put their time in. And then all of a sudden, the next thing they know, they're like, "Uh Oh, what, what happened here? All right. We're going to take just a minute now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. I want to remind you guys, when you support our sponsors, you're directly supporting this podcast. Hey, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at the Salt Lake Barber Company. I've been going to Isaac over there at the Salt Lake Barber Company for six, seven years now. Always does an amazing job on my hair. Always makes me feel like a million bucks. I love the experience. Such a great place to go. They are located at 10 East, 800 South. They offer haircuts, beard trims, straight razor shaves. They are really a true community barbershop. They focus on providing the best work environment possible in allowing all their barbers to always provide the highest quality experience while you're in the chair. They do take walk-ins if they're available, but do as I do. Get yourself a guaranteed appointment. You can book it right online on their website. Just type in saltlakebarberco.com. That way you can select the services that you want, whether you want a haircut, a beard trim, a straight razor shave. You select the barber you want. You have a guaranteed appointment. Again, saltlakebarberco.com is where you can book your haircut. Make sure to tell them, hey, hey, I heard about you uh, guys on I Am Salt Lake Podcast. That way they know uh, where you guys are coming from. And I want to thank them for being a longtime sponsor of this podcast, saltlakebarberco.com. Go support these guys. Let's get back into that conversation with Josh Jorgensen. Thanks for listening. One direction I want to go with this podcast here, Josh, and I haven't really 100% known how to open the door of this. One thing I, I've learned is you're a bit of a history buff. Love history. You love history. Utah history. You know a lot about Utah history. What or, or what or who got you into that? Like what got you interested in learning history in general? Because everybody's not into it. Gosh, again, it comes back from like being a kid. Like I loved social studies in elementary yeah. school. Um, my favorite class was uh, Miss Crane at, at Eastmont Middle School. It was Utah history, right? And uh, I loved that that class. And I don't know why, but I really did. But when I was working, so I used to be in fireworks. I used to do big fireworks shows. I, I think for, that's so cool. For uh, this company, a local company, and our headquarters were out in Fairfield, Utah. So I don't know if you guys know where Fairfield, Utah is. Why does that ring a bell? Where is that at? It's so in the middle Eagle of nowhere, Mountain, right? Yep. Utah yeah. County, Utah Lake, go west of that. You're going to run into Eagle Mountain and then past Eagle Mountain where five mile passes where everybody goes ride motorcycles. That's Fairfield, Utah. So Fairfield. So I used to work out there every single day. So we drive out there and there was nothing else to do out there. And so, but they have a, they had the Camp Floyd State Park out there, which is, so I don't know if you guys know this, this is where, uh, Johnson army came up and, and basically was stationed. They had a big old camp out there. There was about 40,000 people out there and it was a major little boom town out there. And, um, so out there we'd go out there and there was just history all around us. And it just got me so, 
kind of kind of keyed up. I really enjoyed that. And then as part of that part of that position, uh, I was a salesman for the the fireworks company. I would go to places like Reno, Nevada, and I'd be in Reno, Nevada, and I would go up. One of my customers lived it or was in Virginia City. So I went up to Virginia City and when you got into Virginia City that was the Comstock that was the big mine that was the the big mother load up there and so I loved that and I loved exploring old buildings and old homes and and uh even in college like we would go up to camping to this place in Colorado called North Fork uh just outside of Salida and that was a lot of old mining boom towns right and that just really intrigued me but I'd go up there and there was this camp off to the right hand side and it was just you know cabin foundations but I would spend time walking through that just trying to imagine what life was like there what who these people were, how they lived, where they came from. And that's something that has carried through me. I mean, when we were, I'd go down to Arizona and I'd go to like Tombstone, Arizona and Bisbee. And like, you could see these, like you were living in the history, right? Like you hear these old stories of the old West and the gunfight at the okay corral and to be actually be able to go walk through where that happened. Or you hear these old stories of, you know, like Butch Cassidy, right? Butch Cassidy is a Utah, famous Utah outlaw. But to be able to go down to Circleville and see his boyhood cabin. Actually see it. And actually walk into it and be like, this is where this legend lived, right? That to me is like, that gets me going. You mentioned um, a little bit, you know, emphasize the Western parts of things. Is Is that kind of your favorite era of history? So I love that area, like- probably like yeah. post-Civil War to the turn of the century, okay. Western United States. That's just because where I'm at, right? But I got really, I really loved learning about the Civil War, Yeah, right? The Revolutionary War is a big thing, like going back to Plymouth, going back to Jamestown, going back to like these old things. There's a, uh, I always love these like uh, historical dramas, right? I love that kind of stuff. There's that uh, series called Turn, about George Washington spies. Okay. Dude. Like that, audio books or something? No, it was a, a series on Netflix. Oh, okay. And I'd watch that and I'd be like, this is incredible, yeah. right? So then it started getting me what, on Google Earth or on, on Google Maps, right? And I start like trying to figure out where these towns were. And then you go into some of these towns and you're trying to figure out like, hey, I know it's a, it's a drama series, right? So they really played this up. But then I'd get a book and read about Washington spies. And I was like- this is amazing, right? Or you you would uh, it was kind of funny. I went to to Kansas, and I uh, had a friend. His uh, her son she passed away, uh, and I took her son to school in Fort Scott. It was in Fort Scott, Kansas. So I didn't know anything about Fort Scott, and then we got there, and it was the it was a, the furthest west the civil war had ever gone so i'm like oh my gosh i'm living in like i'm able to walk through this historical area so i went to the fort and walked through the fort and it was the union right it was where the union soldiers were stationed and they had the hospital and and i'm imagining in my head like this hospital at one point in time was part of this battle and there was probably like the blood of these these soldiers in here right and then you're thinking about like i love the haunted haunted side of that too right where you're like do you get into all the haunted stuff dude i do i don't i I do and i don't i love you know what the coolest thing you could do though to uh learn history about any town that you go to and this is one of my favorite things to do when i go travel is i take a, a a ghost tour oh yeah you go take a ghost tour and 
sometimes it's pretty hokey, right? You're like, well, that's the best part about it. Yeah. It's pretty hokey, but it's a history tour. Yeah. Right. And so like, like the, the ghost tours down in Salt Lake city, that's a great one to go on because they'll go through and they'll go through like the different mansions. They'll go through like, Hey, this building was, you know, this is where the pioneers used to gather. Like this was the tree. Like there was these different things. You go up to Fort Douglas. They tell you about Fort Douglas, the history about Fort Douglas. And it's pretty cool because you're in a history tour, right? With a little like little extra to it. So that's one of my favorite things to do. But like when we were in Virginia city, that was really cool because I think ghost tours and ghost stuff, but they tell you the history behind it. So like when we were in Virginia city, we'd go up to my client. Her name was jet. She owned a bar. She owned the union bar or the union brewery up there. Right. And so we became friends with her and she would tell us the history of the bar and who used to run it and that whole thing. And then I, you know, I say, Hey, I heard there's ghosts in here. And she's like, yeah. She's like, so she took us down to the cellar. My brother and I went down to the cellar together. She was telling us a little bit of the history of the cellar. They had the old tunnels where the, the Chinese, they wouldn't let the Chinese on the streets, but you could see the old tunnels, right. Where they went into, they could, the, the, the crib houses, they called them off the back of it where the, the prostitutes would, would live like, but they were still there. Like you just get, when you talk about ghosts and ghost tours and haunted and stuff, like you get a lot of the history behind that kind of stuff. All right. We're going to take just a minute now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. Not only are they an awesome sponsor, but they're also one of our new sponsors. So pay attention. And as always, remember when you support our sponsors, you're directly supporting this podcast. Hey, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by TJ Heidenreich from Cross Country Mortgage. When you go to TJ for your mortgage, he truly wants to understand your goals and priorities so that he can offer a home loan that's right for you. You may be a first time home buyer or a long time homeowner. You may be buying an investment property or looking for a renovation loan. He offers a wide range of loan programs from FHA and VA to conventional and jumbo. You are an individual and his recommendations will respect your unique circumstances. Communication is key to TJ and sharing information is as important as listening. He'll make sure you know what's happening with your mortgage as it progresses through the process and will be available to answer all your questions. He'll be with you every step of the way from application to closing and beyond. So whether you're buying, refinancing, or renovating, TJ Heidenreich is ready to give you the outstanding home loan experience that you deserve. Give TJ a call today. His number is 801-694-1733 or shoot him an email at tj.heidenreich at myccmortgage.com and let him know that you heard about him on I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And many thanks to TJ Heidenreich for being a sponsor. Let's get back into that conversation that we had with Josh Jorgensen. Enjoy. Now, did you, you grew up here in Utah. I know we kind of talked a little bit in the beginning. You were mentioning, you know, with the plants with your dad. Yeah. You taught at Murray High, but did you grow up here? Yeah, in Utah I grew then? up in Sandy. So okay. I grew up in Sandy right below Alta View Hospital. Lived here your whole life. Lived here my whole life. I went to Colorado for four years. I really wanted to kind of get out of Utah and explore the world a little bit. And I made it all the way to Colorado. But you came back. But we came back, you know. Do you ever like itch to move away? Do you ever like think um, about that? Every now and then I do. This is my home and I love Salt Lake. There's so many 
amazing things about Salt Lake, uh, about Utah in general. Every time I do travel though, I do tell my wife, I say, you know what, there is more to life and there is more places out there than, than just Salt Lake. So I do like to travel, but I'll tell you what, I mean, there's not a prettier place to live and, this is my home. This is where my friends are. This is my yeah. everything. Like I, I love being here. One thing I notice about people here, uh, and, and this isn't really meant to be taken horribly, but is people tend to think that, you know, everything's here. Like there's such a bigger world out oh, there. Oh, there's you know? a major world out yeah. there, right? Yeah, we get and, stuck in this little bubble here, you know? Yeah. And that's why I like to travel. I mean, yeah. I love going in and the adventure and the exploring things. But even if you like have lived in Salt Lake, like if you haven't been in other parts of Utah, like you're missing out. You go down to Zion, go to Moab, go. Yeah, check but there's that. those traditional places yeah. where everyone's like, you know, the national parks, which is pretty awesome. But there, there's some pretty cool little towns scattered throughout Utah that nobody goes to and nobody adventures to. And there are some pretty unique places out there. And there's some some really neat areas like like uh like Wayne County is one of my favorite places to go. That's where my wife's in uh, family's from, right? And my father-in-law used to work for the BLM. So he knows every little back road, right? Down oh, in that cool. area. Yeah. And they grew up there and they have this old little ranch out in Nodum, right? Yeah. They have this, my wife's grandfather grew up on this ranch out there. And so we go out there and we explore that area and all the slot canyons and, and that kind of stuff. And that's where like Butch Costi used to run around and, and all that stuff. So Kind so cool. if you grew up here, yeah, I'm sure Salt Lake City, I'm sure this valley, I'm sure this area is so much different than than you remember as a kid. I mean, the growth here has exploded. I mean, what do you what do you think of the growth here in Salt Lake City? I mean, even this kind of even goes back to real estate a little bit. Yeah. Uh, with the growth and and the housing, I mean, what are your thoughts about all of that? Well, I think it is totally changed from when I was a kid. I remember going to Draper. I remember <laughs> my mom used to uh, sometimes make us to go to church in Draper. And I remember um, it's kind of where um, Corner Canyon is now. Yeah. Right. And I remember that as just fields and farms and everything else. And now you go out there and it's, you know, a, a house really, is all glory, right? And I remember even in high school, I remember just out of college, actually, I came out to Harriman and I thought to myself, who would ever live in Harriman? <laughs> it right? seems so far away. It was so far away. And I remember they were putting in an overpass on it. And I was like, what is going on out here? Right. But I think the growth is part of life out here yeah. and it's, and it's people are discovering it. Right. And I think. Salt Lake is such an amazing place to live. Like people are coming here in droves because we do take care of our, our, our city. We do take care of, uh, our people. We, we are, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to live and it's attracting people left and right. You know, I think economic policy has really been good here. I think the environment has really been good here. Right. It's just a, this, this, culmination of many great things. And that's why I think it's exploding. It's changing. Do I love it? I'm from Salt Lake, right? Like I want to kind of keep that to myself, but I love sharing, yeah, sharing the town with people. And I love taking people around it when they do come in from out of town and, and kind of being a tour guide of, Hey, this is what happened here. And this is this area over here. And this is a great little area to go, you know, yeah, best Mexican or tacos or whatever it is, is in this area over here. Like, I love sharing that with people too. 
We've got some questions coming up here too of, of some of your favorites of that stuff. So to tuck that in the back of your mind, but um, there's a few questions as we get to know who Josh is a little bit more, right? I know you're a big music guy. You love, love going to concerts. You love live music. This is a question I ask pretty much everybody that comes through here, but uh, what is the most memorable concert or sporting event that you've been to? Ooh. I know that's probably a tough question for you. I mean, just the first one that pops in your mind. First, so um, a concert at Red Butte Garden. Which one was it? Uh, OAR. They're one of my favorite bands. They're up here on the wall. I don't know if I've ever heard them. So OAR of a Revolution. uh, Saw them in uh, Red Butte Garden. That was an amazing event. The other one is Angels and Airways, which is another one of my, like they were my top favorite. And it was just right after we got married. It was at the old bricks yeah i remember that you know place. what i'm talking yeah, about yeah so it was down there and i remember the the sound stage didn't work or the sound system wasn't working very well so we were lined up outside forever and we made buddies my wife and i made buddies this guy in front of me he was the coolest guy he was a a fishing guide over in uh oh that came to the concert that too. came to the concert but he was a fishing guide right out of flaming gorge yeah and he was awesome and we became really good good friends like just standing in line with each other. And then we went into the concert and I just remember being mesmerized by angels and airways. And I just got married with Ashley and our wedding song was one of there and they played that. And I just remember being like, that was like an epic live concert moment for me. Dude, that is so cool. That is so cool. This is another one. I'll ask a lot of people uh, that come through on the podcast is if you could learn one random skill, what would it be? Play the guitar. Play, oh, there you go. That was such a quick... Play the guitar. I always did that. It's kind of funny. Scotty and I, when we were in college, uh, we took guitar lessons Okay. as an elective. So you did learn how to play the guitar then? Uh, yeah. I played Married, had a little lamb on it. But like every day, dude, I still think about that. And I'm like, man, if I could just pick it... Like I always think to myself, if, if, if there was a magical genie that granted me a wish, what wish would you have? And I would always say, I would love to be able to pick up a guitar... And just be able to play it. And I have no musical talent at all, but that would be my one wish. If if you could say, if I could pick something up, that would be it. You should take some guitar lessons, man. Yeah, yeah. With all that extra time you have, right? Exactly. What uh, What's your favorite way to unwind? Like at the end of the day, you're done with work. How do you like to unwind? Dude, I love being at home. Okay. Hanging with my wife is like the number one thing for me. Like my recliner, a little Netflix, my, my blanket, you know, I love that. Like I said, I love being at home in the yard. I love hanging with my kids. Like that's a big thing for me. I love coaching. Um, I've been coaching my kids sports for, for a while. And that actually is probably one of the best. Now just football or do you, do they do other football? Sports? Like we're, I'm coaching some lacrosse right now. I don't really oh, know wow. lacrosse very much, but coach lacrosse, like I'll take JJ, we'll play baseball together and stuff like that. But any sport, like I've even coached junior jazz, I think for me, that helps me unwind a lot just because we're so busy all the time and we're always doing that. That forces me to put my phone down. It forces me to just be present. Plus it forces you to be outside. It usually forces too. me to be outside. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great habit stack for me. I call it a habit stack, but for me, like that's a great way for me to unwind. Very cool. Very cool. We have a, a few standard Salt Lake City questions. I was kind of telling you about these before we started recording. Um, you know, family and friends visit us. They come into town. They fly here. They're like, hey, show me around town. Show me some of your favorite spots. Show me around Salt Lake City. 
What are some where are some places that Josh takes people to? And when I say Salt Lake City, I mean even Park City or or yeah. I mean where, wherever in Utah really. So I love, like I said, I love Red Butte Garden just because I love. I think I think if you want to show somebody the you know what what Utah is, I think Red Butte Garden is a great. For place. for concerts or not for concerts. for concerts, but just to go walk around, yeah, right? Beautiful, like it's beautiful up there. But then you get the the views of the valley, so I love that area up there. Um, I love Antelope Island. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Right again, Salt Lake. I think Antelope Island. They've got the buffalo out there. They've got the what it used to be like out there. They've got that old homestead out there as well. I think even a even a drive from Salt Lake up through Provo Canyon. Mm. Heber Park City Beautiful. back down through Parley's is a great it's a great way to spend your Sunday. Yeah, but it's also a great sampling of what Utah has to and Salt Lake has to offer. What about favorite local eating spots? One or two favorite places or or don't you want to give your secret away? No, I'd be happy to give my secrets away. So, my favorite place in Salt Lake to eat is the Log Haven restaurant up Mill Creek Canyon. Okay. Like that's like, if I have a special event, that's an anniversary. I send all of our clients up there for, for dinner. Um, they always get a gift card. Like a lot of my clients will get a gift card up there. I love an Astro burger Oh yeah. or a crown burger. Oh yeah. Like They're the crown good, burger yeah. or Astro burger. That's what I go for, for my birthday. Yeah. Um, other than that, like I like to go up here in South Jordan to the break. Okay. I think that's a great spot. Scott and I always meet up there. We always go up there for lunch just cause that's a great place. I think it's a good place over on the West side. Um, and that's good. I mean, I, you know, yeah. you know, those are some great recommendations. Is there anything you would change about Salt Lake city or the Valley if you could? And when I say change, I mean, however you want to interpret that, whether that's something crazy un- undoable or, or something simple, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we're, we're our own culture. Um, but I think food culture would be something that I would love to bring out to the the suburbs. I know downtown's got kind of like, they got a good vibe going on down there, but I think, uh, I think food culture in the suburbs, like a better foodie scene. Yeah. Yeah. And not that I'm like a big foodie, a big food. Like I love food, but, uh, <laughs> but like I would love on a Friday night to have like three or four mom and pop choices rather than, you know, the big chain. Yeah. It's like, well, let's go to Denny's or let's go to, you know, even Texas roadhouse yes, or something like that. Exactly. Or olive garden. Like I would love, like when I was in Colorado, we were in a smaller town and it was like, you'd go to, uh, Latronica's for like Italian. And it was this little grandma that was making meatballs and they would have, you know, meatballs and spaghetti. And it was amazing. Or you'd go to burritos, Betty. That was like this, uh, burritos. Betty. Yeah. It was awesome. They had the best <laughs> breakfast burritos ever and you would go to these places right and i think salt lake is trying to develop that and there's a lot more coming but i would love to see a lot more mom and pop places kind of like pop up in the in the suburbs a little bit it's happening i see more it's trying yeah i see more and more happening in this in this area it's uh daybreak area south jordan area you know even west valley you know you know i I guess you know all these over harriman yeah yeah, but uh, dude, I've had a great time chatting with you today. Thanks, man. Seriously, how can listeners connect with you if they wanted to connect? Like an email address, website? I don't know. Yeah, um, you could always come to our website. Yeah, coppercanyonre.com. Re is in real estate.com. That's a good place. Email address is josh at coppercanyonre.com. 
Um, other than that, I mean, anything you want to talk about before we wrap this up? I mean, why the mics are hot. Let's talk about you, man. Let's talk about some of your journey, my journey through this thing. Dude, I'm just grateful that you came into my life to, to help me on this journey of, um, of real estate. I mean, I I think, I think with real estate, you do need a good mentor and you've been a a really good mentor for me. So, so I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot there by, by, by thanking you, you know, but uh, no, I mean, this is, this is a podcast about you, man. Yeah. No, other than that, man, I, I just think, uh, I think it's so rich around here. I think we've got so much good things going, especially in Salt Lake that, I don't know. <laughs> All right. No, you've been great. Thank you so much, Josh. We'll have to uh, bring you back through here, you know, and down I'm happy the road. To and, Anytime and, you want to talk like about yeah. something. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Awesome. All right. Many, many thanks to Josh Jorgensen for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. All of the links to connect with him are going to be on this uh, episode's show notes at IamSaltLake.com. So head on over there, connect with him, send him a message, let him know that you heard about him on uh, I Am Salt Lake podcast. And if you know Josh prior to the podcast, make sure to reach out to him and say, hey man, good job on I Am Salt Lake podcast. Hey, are you uh, part of the I Am Salt Lake Facebook group? Are you part of the I Am Salt Lake community? Well, this is an online Facebook group that I created. Gosh, it's been a couple of years now. We have over 2,000 members, 2,000 listeners of the podcast. We would love to have you part of the community if you're not in there yet. So make sure to uh, do a search. I am Salt Lake Community on Facebook. Hit that join button. We'd love to have you there. We'd love to uh, share what you know, if you know of anything going on in Salt Lake City, any thoughts about the podcast episodes, anything Salt Lake City related, join that community and uh, start some discussions. Anyway, hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. That way, every episode gets sent right to your smartphone and you never miss an episode. And uh, otherwise, you have a great week. It's going to be beautiful out there. Get out and enjoy the city, support local whenever possible, and you guys have a great week.